This is the DWMOD podcast. That's disagree with me or don't. I'm your host, Mr. Wilson. This week's episode was a bit of a challenge as we recorded live at the Second City in Hollywood, right in the middle of Quentin Tarantino getting permits to completely shut down Hollywood Boulevard to film a L.A. Hollywood period piece that looked like old cars everywhere. But anyway, you had to take like a two-mile roundabout back street way to even get to the theater after you found a place to park your car. And we're in the midst of a heat wave, as you guys know. It was about 114 degrees. So by the time you even got to the theater, yeah, you might as well have jumped in a pool. Anyway, this week's guest was Mark Rosecca. Mark is a longtime member of the Second City family, a Detroit area guy, and has landed as a writer on Comedy Central's Detroiters, which, if you haven't been watching, you better get on that right away. It's one of the fastest rising sitcoms on television right now. It's got a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, as we'll discuss, and is quickly becoming a favorite. If you're a fan of comedy, you'll love it. If you're a fan of Detroit, you'll love it. This is one of the shows on TV that is strictly filmed completely in Detroit, and you'll see nothing but backdrops you recognize, references you recognize, Better Made Chips, Fago Pop, the whole shot. These guys pour it in and bring the city right to everybody. So get on that Detroiters bandwagon, because this thing is really taking off. Now, this episode's a little bit shorter this week. Some of you may like that, some of you may not, but considering the circumstances and the obstacles, uh, I think we did a really great job of packing as much as we could into the hour. We'll get into all kinds of stuff. We'll go way back to when Mark was 17 years old and was the ring announcer for Midwest Territorial Wrestling, which led him to a bunch of encounters with WWE stars, including one hilarious story involving the Honky Tonk Man. If you're a wrestling fan, you definitely want to hear this. We'll get into NBA basketball, we'll talk a little bit of Pistons, the current state of the team, talk about them moving back to Detroit and what happened there. We'll try to put a number on the over-under of games that Blake Griffin and Reggie Jackson will miss due to injury this year. Also, we'll discuss how LeBron leaving the East will affect the Pistons, and why in God's name he chose to come out to LA. I'll give you a pretty hot take on why I think he chose LA. And we'll also talk a little bit about the one-and-done rule in the NCAA and how that whole storm is brewing out. Anyway, it's a pretty good episode. Hope you guys enjoy it. And if you're not already tuning into Detroiters, let me hit that one more time. Catch that on Comedy Central, Thursday nights at 1030. Do not miss it. Set your DVR so you will not be disappointed. And now let's catch up with Mark. All right, hey, welcome to the show. This week's guest, Mark Rosecca. Hello, great to be here. Thanks for doing the show. I know we're kind of cramped on time because we're down here film, uh, taping us at Second City, and apparently they're filming some kind of Quentin Tarantino movie outside. They got all the streets blocked off. Yeah, this is crazy. We've got like a Detroit Woodward Dream Cruise going on out here. They're bringing in a bunch of old cars, so this must be a Tarantino upcoming period piece movie that they're shooting right out the window here. Yeah, it sucks when you're set up to film it, and then for the three days you're supposed to be filming and got your permits, it's like, what, 119 degrees today? Yeah, I mean, it's hot as hell out there today. That's crazy, man. (laughs) So, anyway, I just want to dip back a bit now. This Mark's also a Detroit guy, uh, come from Detroit. Now, you grew up where? Dearborn Heights. Dearborn Heights. All yep. right. Yep. All right. So then you would have went to what? Crestwood? Yeah. All nobody right. ever knows Crestwood. You know it. <laughs> Familiar with the area on the west side. I grew up on the west side, so I know some of the schools over Nobody there, so. ever knows that school because it's yeah. small. My uh, cousins went there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So there, I had maybe a hundred people in my graduating class. Okay, it was a small school, public public school, obviously, but a small school. I think it's still small because I think the area is predominantly Arabic right now, and there's a couple of Islamic private schools over there that I think a lot eat up a lot of the students. I think it's still pretty low enrollment. That's interesting, and you know the neighborhood I grew up in, it had been built about forty years, thirty, forty years uh, before we moved in there, so. It was, there were virtually no kids in the neighborhood when I grew up because everybody had bought in when the houses were brand new and had raised their kids there and all, and were still there and were retired. So all of our neighbors were like 70 year old, you know, folks who, (laughs) whose kids had moved out and bought houses in other places. Yeah. And there were almost no kids in the in the area and uh and yeah i think just the population of kids was pretty low it was dipping yeah it was dipping there was a there was another high school called riverside that they actually merged and made it the middle school they kind of combined a couple school systems together because there were so few kids Man, I didn't know. Now, is there another school in Dearborn Heights, or is there only Crestman? Annapolis is the other oh, high school, yep. okay, Annapolis. Which is a bigger school. That sounds familiar. Now, yep. where is that one located? Uh, it's in, It was in South Dearborn Heights. Okay. Yeah. All right, closer to the border with Dearborn and all that? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I got gotcha. you. So, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So, you started out Second City in Detroit, right? Yeah, there used to be a Second City Comedy Theater in downtown, of downtown, course. Downtown, right, right. And briefly, it was out in Novi for a short run there before it eventually closed. But it we was about 10, about 10 years downtown. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, so you were involved when it was downtown. And yeah. then as things were closing up, you migrated to Chicago before that. Yeah, uh, I was out in Chicago before it moved to Novi. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That wasn't the best move. We were talking about that on a uh, couple other uh, episodes about what happened when it moved to Novi and just no good, man. That, you know? Yeah, I guess so. Right. I wasn't really a part of it, but just kind of watching and hearing about it from afar. Yeah. Not to beat it to death. It was just kind of like the whole demographic of the audience changed. So your material had to change. And when catering to that audience out there just didn't fit Second City's profile. Man. Yeah. I mean, I, it never seemed like the right fit. No, no, it just wasn't. It wasn't. So when you got down to Chicago, uh, now you jumped right in doing what down there? I was working for Second City. I moved there for a job to, to direct um, a Second City national touring company. Okay. So I was uh, doing some directing at Second City in Detroit and had the opportunity to go there to Chicago and, and took it and moved there and was doing primarily. That's what I started doing there. Okay. Yeah. And then what did you end up doing there while you were there? More directing. I mean, I really worked for directed as much as I possibly could there and some writing, you know, directed on the second city ETC stage and the main stage in Chicago and then everything and everything else they kind of let me do. Lots of little side jobs along the way. Right. Yeah. Whatever they'd allow me to do, I'd do. All right. right. (laughs) Well, along the lines of writing though, now you're writing for Detroiters on Comedy Central right now, right? Yeah. Okay. Season two is up and running. Yeah, I was one of the writers on season two, and it's as we're recording this, we're right in the middle of it airing, right? Which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's ten episodes, and you know the other ones. It's season two, but if you if anybody hasn't seen it yet and is interested, season one's pretty easy to find. Yeah, you yeah. Know, and I've got a Fire Stick, and I can jump right on Comedy Central, and I can just go right to it and watch stream season one all I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. So, which most people can do right online. Yeah, you know what I mean? it's streaming all over, so you can find it on Comedy Central. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, want to catch up, uh, please do. But also, it's a pretty easy show to just jump on to. It is. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely. You don't need to. There's no storyline. I mean, you know, there is, but it's not imminent. You could jump right into it. You, ju- you could pretty much jump in it. Yeah, at any you point. can jump right into <laughs> it. And it's gaining a lot of steam. 
I mean, it's gaining a lot of steam right now. Yeah, yeah, Every time I feel like I'm flipping on my phone, there's some social media pushes and from, like, people I don't know and, you know, lots of followers, and it seems like it's getting a lot of steam. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Whenever I check on, you know, on Twitter or, you know, the Rotten Tomatoes, the social media buzz on it is always, thankfully, very good. Yeah. People tweet positive stuff about it. They enjoy it. The Rotten Tomato score for this season is 100%. Yeah, it's a completely different style of show than anything that's out there. I think people are gravitating to that. Yeah, and I think that people – see in the feedback is that people really like um the positive energy of the show it's a very upbeat warm uplifting show and at the center of it is a true genuine you know friendship between these two guys uh, played by sam richardson from veep and tim robinson from snl right you know and uh there's so much cynical comedy out there and that's fine too and that's fun right, too right. but this is not a cynical comedy it's a very no. upbeat optimistic kind of loving comedy and you see in the reviews that people really enjoy that about the show and i don't deserve any credit for that that was all established in season one which i was not any part of sure, but sure. um tim and sam and the guys who run the show joe and zach did a really great job i think of yeah setting it apart from the they other do, stuff. They do, they it, do. It really, I mean, it's like a bleed over of Tim and Sam's, like, every, I mean, their actual relationship. You know what yeah. I mean? It just transcends so well on the, on the screen. You know what I mean? It's like watching them just do bits at the bar or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's dead on. Yeah. So, so what were some of the episodes that you worked on this season? The you one that to... I sort of had the most stuff in was episode four, which I believe was okay. actually titled Trevor, but it's a story about... Tim and his brother. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that was uh, that was out a, uh, a couple weeks ago as we were recording this, and it was a blast to see. I thought that they uh, I had a couple gags in there, and that was really fun to to watch be executed. Because you know when you if you're writing on a show like this, um, you know the the brief time that I was in the writers' room, we're out here in Los Angeles you know, writing, and then they go away months later after you write it and shoot it. Yeah, yeah. You know, we were writing, I think, last July, and they were shooting then in Detroit in the fall. And then it's almost a year later from the time that we wrote it that it's actually airing. Right. So a lot of the writing you were doing out here then, you weren't going back to Detroit for Yes, all here. Everything is shot in Detroit. Right. But but the writing is done here in Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I shot a little part on an episode, the Little Caesars episode. Oh, yeah? I'm doing a little part in there on that one um, (laughs) with Jim Harbaugh. uh, That's a pretty fun episode. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't wait for that. But that one, I think I looked it up, and I think it's on until like August now. So I'm waiting, waiting. Yeah, because that's (laughs) at the end of the season, I think. Think, right? Yeah, I it's think like it the, is. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. But the show's doing great, man, and that's great. Now, I also wanted to, I also wanted to dive into a little bit of wrestling. Now, I know you're a big time wrestling fan. Yeah. Now, you were telling me once before that you used to do a lot of stuff on the scene in Detroit with the professional wrestling. I did. Now, walk us through a little bit of that. What'd you do on that? Yeah, my first job ever at anywhere in the entertainment industry was being a ring announcer for Midwest Territorial Wrestling when I was 17 years old in Taylor, Michigan. That is awesome. And I think the Sheridan Community Center, I believe it's called, and um, was... I was ring announcing the show, the whole show, and I was the reg- and then I became a, a regular ring announcer for a lot of these small independent pro wrestling shows throughout Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, and kind of did comedy for 20 years and got away from the wrestling stuff, and now I'm back in working the wrestling business again in the last year. Now that's what I wanted to dive into. What what exactly are you doing right now? 
I work for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay. So the one that everybody knows, of course, is WWE, right? That's the huge brand. That's by far the number one brand. The number two brand in the world is this company called New Japan Professional Wrestling. And they are uh, based in Japan, but they are in the midst of a huge global expansion. So they're uh, they're here in the United States now. They've been running regular shows in California, out here in Long Beach. We just did a show in San Francisco a couple weeks ago. And they're in Australia now, and they're running shows in England now. And that's going to continue. And they've just booked a show for Madison Square Garden in April of next year in New York. So um, there's a big global expansion going on for New Japan. But I host. So I host uh, videos and on newjapanworld.com and do play-by-play and commentary. All right. All right. Now, that's pretty cool. That's what wrestling needs right now because the state of WWE right now is like, oof. I mean, when you're running a show and you got no competition – I yeah, competition is good for everybody. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's great. I yeah. mean, it's just become real stagnant, the storylines. And it seems to be, to me, I mean, and disagree with me or don't, but it seems to me that, like, a lot of the fans are not happy with a lot of the storylines, which they used to react to. And now they're just like, well, whatever. That's our storyline, man. So get on board. Yeah, I mean, I believe that this is a boom period in in professional wrestling right now for all companies that are not WWE. Yes. All the other companies, New Japan Pro Wrestling, here, the other ones are New Japan Pro Wrestling yep, and yep. Ring of Honor Ring and of Honor. Impact, and there's a couple new ones on the scene, like MLW. Yeah. But the overall non-WWE scene is exploding in the last yeah. few years. Yeah. And um, I think it's because uh, there are fans out there who – Enjoy WWE, but also want to see some alternative presentation of yeah. wrestling as well. Absolutely. They want to see different ways uh, that it's promoted. They want to see different wrestlers push. They want to see different storylines. And they yep. get to see a different style. Certainly in New Japan, it's a completely different presentation of pro wrestling. Now, is there anywhere that you can catch that? I have not seen any of that. So, like, where could I catch that online or yeah, a, I mean, Netflix they, or something? I don't know. They have their own version. You know, there's... WWE Network is sort of WWE's version of Netflix. Right. And New Japan has that too. They have NewJapanWorld.com. Okay. So they have their own website where all their events are live, all their events are archived. But, you, you know, for free, you can, they've got a YouTube page, they've got okay. Facebook, they've got social media where they're posting uh, clips and sometimes links to full matches. All right, so you yeah. can check out some yeah, stuff. Yeah, and there. also um, on Access TV, which is Mark Cuban's cable channel, AXS Access, okay. uh, every Friday night at 8 o'clock, uh, is, a new, is a New Japan World show oh, with English right. commentary by Jim Ross, who everybody Jim remembers. Rod, you know from, Jim Ross, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Jim Ross does the play-by-play with Josh Barnett from UFC, and they're the commentary team for that show. Okay. So that's a great way for fans to check it out. If you have access as part of your cable package, it's every Friday night at 8 o'clock. Okay, all yeah. right. All right, and that'll be a taped episode from the previous week? Or yeah, it, okay. it's, it's, it's matches from the last week or two. That they'll be uh, doing uh, commentary. Okay. For. All right. Well, that's cool, man. I'm gonna have to check some of that out now. Also, when you, now there was a funny story I wanted to get into with you because I forget <laughs> how it went that you were telling me one night about the honky tonk man back in the day. <laughs> oh yeah, when yeah. You got you you got to bring me up to speed on that one. Now you were supposed to pick him up for an event or something. Yeah. I mean, these guys were characters. So the way the the way that the small independent shows that I was ring announcing in Michigan and the Midwest would go is you'd have mostly, I mean, usually the shows in a community center, a high school auditorium, okay. small crowds, a hundred, 200, maybe 300 people, you know, and you'd have mostly 
local professional wrestlers, wrestlers that can work cheap, that can drive there, that live in the area, that'll right. work the show. Right. But usually the promoters would bring in one name wrestler that people would know from WWF television to be in the main event. Sure, sure. And um, for a while there, my job was not only re-announcing the shows, but I would go and pick these guys up from the airport, bring them to the show, that had to make sure crazy. they got there okay, and then yeah. drop them back at their hotel after or whatever. And um, so there was, uh, I remember Greg Valentine. <laughs> you got to pick up Valentine? Tito Santana. Oh, man. Marty Jannetty. <laughs> And then the Honky Tonk Man was one show. They brought in the Honky Tonk Man, who was the greatest WWF Intercontinental Champion yeah, of all time, yeah. according to himself. And was longest running still to this day, right? I think, I, I think so. I think he might be. And then he Probably dropped he had him forever when I was a yeah. kid. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ultimate Warrior pinned him in four seconds, and it was over. <laughs> yeah. But so I went to pick him up at his hotel for the show, and it was like a Fairfield Inn by Metro Airport, you know. And um, he... <laughs> He was he was sitting in the lobby of the hotel. Yeah. He had a note on his door. I went to his room. I knocked on the door. He wasn't there. He had left a note on his door that said he would be in the lobby, okay. which was unusual, first of all. Sure, sure. Because usually I would go to, I'd find out what room the guys were in, and I'd go pick them up at the room, you know, get their stuff. Yeah, the right. Room. But he's not at the room. He's got a note on the door. I'm in the lobby. Come pick me up there. Right. So this is pre-cell phones, obviously. Yeah, yeah this is pre-cell phones. This sure, is the sure. early 90s, mid-90s. Right. So I go in the lobby, and there he is sitting there. And first of all, he's got to look like the honky-tonk man all the time, right? So he's got these giant sideburns. And you, <laughs> you know, can't the, miss him. Yeah, whatever that, whatever that, what do you call that, a, a pompadour? Whatever that slick what back that yeah. haircut was. Yeah. So he looks like that, <laughs> except for he's just in like a track suit. You know, like he's right, not right. in his gear, but otherwise, like, I mean, he, the guy stands out no matter what. Yeah, you but can't miss him. You can't miss him, and you especially can't miss him because this is a tiny, tiny hotel lobby. I mean, there's nothing in this lobby but one little table, honky-tonk man sitting there. You know, that, like, the like the bro, the tourist brochure rack that right, they'll have in right. every hotel room, and the desk to check in, and a coffee pot with coffee. And he says... He's sitting there drinking a cup of coffee. And he says, do you want a cup of coffee? And I said, no, we got to get to the show. We, we had to get yeah. to the show. Yeah, what are you I doing? Said, yeah, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm here to pick you up. We got to get to the show. They're waiting for, he's the star of the show. Yeah, They're right, waiting for us. Right. He's like, ah, let's, just, let's just hang out and have a cup of coffee. And it's first, it's not even a, it's not like we're in a Starbucks. It's no, a weird right. place to even be sitting, having a cup of coffee. It's not like a comfortable place to sit. Yeah. And I go, uh, all right. And you have to, you have to go to the front desk and pay the front desk a dollar so that they'll give you a styrofoam cup so you could pour your own coffee out of what? the coffee pot. So I go there and I get my coffee and I sit down and he's just like shooting the crap with me. So how's the show's been going? How, how's the crowd going to be tonight? This and yeah, that. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what is ha going on? Why are we sitting here drinking a cup of coffee? You know, I'm trying to get him <laughs> out of here. I'm like, you know, we really, we really ought to go. Oh, a couple more minutes, a couple more minutes. I just want to have my coffee. So as we're sitting there, a young guy comes in. And he, he walks in the lobby. He looks at me in Honky Tonk Man. He looks a little nervous. And he goes over. No one else is in this lobby. He goes over and he just starts looking through the tourist brochures. But right. I notice that he's not looking real at them. Real weird. He's yeah. not, it's real weird. Like, he's not actually looking at them. 
He's just holding them up, like glancing at the front of it, putting it back in. He never opens it. He's not yeah. registering any of it. He looks like a person who's pretending to look at brochures. Right. And then he kind of nervously looks over to us, and he goes, uh, he says to uh, Honky Tonk Man, hey, 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 are you the Honky Tonk Man? And Honky Tonk Man looks at me like, are you seeing this? I just got noticed. <laughs> oh, my God. And he goes, why, yes, I am. And he goes, can I have your autograph? And Honky Tonk Man says, why, yes, you can. And the kid has, a guy has a paper and a pen ready. Honky Tonk Man signs it. And the guy goes, thanks. And he just takes off. He leaves the lobby. What? <laughs> and the second he's gone, Honky Tonk looks at me again like, did you see that? I'm a huge star. <laughs> and then he just goes, okay, let's go to the show. Right then. So, so I take him to the show. So at the time, I was like, I don't know what has happened here, but it was super weird. But in retrospect, yeah. I'm 99% sure yeah. that he hired this guy. <laughs> he paid this guy five bucks or something to come in and ask for the autograph in front of me so that I would go back to the promoter and say, boy, Honky's a big star still. Yeah, he's, got right, a, right. he's got people wanting his autograph <sighs> in the lobby of the hotel. <sighs> I think. I mean, I, I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. It's like, on one level, it's like, it's so sad. Like, it's so sad yeah. that he would do that. Yeah. But then on the flip side, too, it's also so that business. Like, oh, there's yeah. always an angle to pretend something. Yes. You know what I mean? It comes out of the carnival. It comes yeah. out of the, you know, the old school touring yeah. carnival, work the marks. Yeah. Get their money, get them in there and scam them. And, oh, you know, I mean, it does. And it still kind of has some flavor yeah of that. and he can't get out of it to this day still yeah man. Like last time we were sitting around we were all sitting around watching the last um what was it wrestlemania i think right we were over at sam's watching it mm -hmm. and we were toying with the idea of everybody kicking in some money for a pot and the next one we get together to watch paying honky tonk to come and watch it with us <laughs> i guarantee he would i know he would these I'll guys do that <laughs> i know a bunch of these guys do that I'm if sure you he would. fly them in and give them a couple hundred bucks and some beer they'll just hang out and watch a wrestling show uh, why, why would we not do that <laughs> yeah why would you not we have to have to have to do that yeah i mean what would it cost each one of us a hundred bucks yeah <laughs> he'll least, just get drunk and tell crazy stories oh uh, be so worth it and he would eat it up he wouldn't want to stop and right. like he'd get bored and be like all right i'm going back to the hotel now guys give me my no, money the problem would be getting him out of there yeah he'd sit there until the sun came up yeah that absolutely we absolutely have to do that man oh my god so did you have any other run-ins with some other guys while you were there well you know, most of the I don't have any crazy stories like that or weird stories like that honky tonk man story. Uh, but, you know, there was a guy named Bruiser Bedlam that was a real character. He only had a very brief run in WWF in the 80s as like a jobber type guy. Okay. But he was this big barrel chested type guy, and he was one of the wildest characters I'd ever I've ever met in real life. He was covered in prison tattoos. He'd been in and out of prison a bunch. Yeah. He lived up in Canada. He was part of several different... He was in the mob. He was in gangs. This guy... Okay, he's a real deal. Then. He looked kind of like... Uh, what's his name from Popeye? Bluto or oh, okay. Bluto? Or he looked yeah. kind of like that, just this... But muscular. Just yeah. this barrel check. And it had his black Fu Manchu mustache. His whole head was shaved bald, except one little crazy tuft of hair that he left purposely shooting straight up like a spike. Yeah. And... Um, but the... <laughs> And he was an incredibly charismatic guy. He had it covered in prison tattoos. And he would talk during the matches. 
He would have conversations with his opponent, just goof around. So he'd throw the guy down, he'd have the guy in the chin lock, and I'd yeah. be at ringside because I'd ring announce, and I could hear him, and he'd be going, all right, so what do you want to get to eat after this? You want to go somewhere, go to Big Boys? We'll get a Big Boy. <laughs> we'll get some fries. You want to get a milkshake? And then he'd throw it, pick the guy up, and suplex him. He'd just have yeah, Everybody in the front row can hear have, it. Yeah, he'd just have <laughs> conversations. And uh, I would do the ring announcing, so I – but one time I announced him. I said, ladies and gentlemen, Bruiser Bedlam. And while we're waiting for his opponent to come to the ring, he just starts talking to me. He goes, you see these tattoos? You see these tattoos, buddy? He's talking about his own tats. Yeah. He's covered in tats. And he's like, you see this one right here? That's just true to the crew. That's a prison tattoo. They made me get this. They said I had to be true to the crew. They killed me. They killed me in prison, so I had to join the <laughs> gang. And I'm true to the crew for life, buddy. I'm true to the crew for life. He's just telling me this it's during the, right as his opponent's coming to the ring. He's just telling me this in the ring. But the weirdest thing about him is he would only wear, and this is going to sound insane and you will think it's not true, oh, yeah. but it is true. No matter the weather, he only always dressed in a black shorts bathing suit and what? sandals, flip-flops. All the time. Just always ready to swim. What's the deal with that? Ready to swim. No shirt. So the first time he ever worked a show, I ever worked a show with him, it was in, I think, Lincoln Park, February. It's freezing. It's icy. It's snowing. And I'm getting out of my car, and he pulls up, having driven in from Canada. He gets out of the car. It's, it's below zero, maybe, with wind Yeah, chill. sure. He's got nothing on but a black bathing suit, short <laughs> bathing suit, and flip-flops. And I thought... Oh, no, he must have forgot all his gear or something crazy happened. Or yeah, what right. Happened. What's the deal? And he's just like, hey, what's going on, buddy? And gets his bag out of the car and comes into the arena. And I find out later, this is all this guy ever wears ever. So we, we would go out after the shows. We would go to the big boy that yeah. was across the street from the gym. We'd go out after the show. We'd have a show. It's like, a, you know, a Saturday night, 1130 at night. We're walking in. We get a table. He comes in behind us to come sit with us. And you see the... the into big boy yeah, with yeah. nothing in the middle of winter, but nothing but a giant Fu Manchu, prison tattoos, a bathing suit and flip-flops on in like a jam-packed restaurant. And, it, and you <laughs> came up to the hostess and she was like, she said, can I help you? And she just looks terrified. Sure. And the manager's next to her and he goes, yeah, I think I'm supposed to be here to meet some of my friends. And the hostess looks over to the manager like, are we going to say something to this guy? And the manager just goes, they're no. right over there. Yeah, right. I mean, he, he, he was not the type of guy you would mess with. No, it's like the, that's the smartest thing that some of those <laughs> managers will do in that situation is, I don't need to have a scene. Let this guy sit down and have his coffee and leave, and we'll be fine. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. that's the best move, man. Exactly. Oh, man. It was too funny, man. <laughs> uh, Chris Jericho, the famous wrestler Chris yeah, Jericho, yeah. also knew this same guy, Bruiser Bedlam, or sometimes he, he went by Johnny K-9. And in Chris Jericho's first book, he's got some cr really great stories about this Oh, guy. yeah? Yeah, including the thing I'm mentioning that he would never – wear any clothes well, i don't even <laughs> get that man yeah i don't know i don't get it either that's strange dude <laughs> strange man uh well i know i know you're also to keep it on the sports here for a second now i know you're also a big nba fan right yeah i mean yeah definitely a, a casual to serious basketball fan. okay and that's probably your, you'd say that's your number one sport then, yeah right? probably most into that what do you what about college hoops no no tournament not even get into it at the tournament a little bit nope Nope, not at all, huh? Never. Okay. What am I missing out? Yeah, especially on the tournament. All I right. won't. What am I, I missing out on? Uh, 
man, Cinderella stories left and right. That's okay. the big thing of the tournament. You okay. can get sucked in in a minute in a tournament. Like, here's some fun things as an NBA fan. I'll paint it to you this way for missing out. Like, if you were dialed into the tournament when Steph Curry was making his run in the tournament, yeah. I mean, out of nowhere. You know, I mean, like, out of nowhere, small yeah. school, they were knocking off bigger schools, and it was actually when the Final Four was in Detroit, and I went down and saw them play against Kansas in the Final Four. Where'd they play? Uh, Ford Field. Oh, oh really? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Ford yeah, Field, yeah. which is weird if you've ever been to a... That's a weird place to watch a basketball game, They can game, sell right? a million tickets, but the court is really weird. Yeah. It's kind of set down in, and um, that's a tough spot to Good watch Good place to watch a football game. Great, but basketball, unless you're right down on them right, the roundabout floor seats, it's a little awkward to watch, but... He was lighting up Kansas and stuff, and I can remember being like, man, this kid's pretty damn good. And now look, like, boom. You know so what you I mean? get that. So then when you're watching him on the Warriors, you've got this history oh, yeah. of remembering yeah, it. I remember watching a kid play in college when he came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I guess, in retrospect, might be kind of dead because it's all one-and-dones now. And, you know, well, not even anymore. They just lifted that rule so kids can go right to the right. NBA now. They just changed that, right? I don't know. What do you think about that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, from a – I'm a parent now. Like, from a dad point right. of view, I'm like, yeah. maybe the kids should go to college first. You know? <laughs> you know? But but I don't know. It's it, You uh, can't make them. You like, can't make them. I, I get that. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. Can't, I don't think that's fair either. You can't like, make them. If somebody's yeah. a star and they're ready to go, yeah. what's the go. point of yeah. holding them back? Exactly. I, I never agreed with the one and done thing. I thought that was the stupidest thing ever. Um, but on the flip side, it's like there's only two rounds in the NBA draft. Yeah. And these kids get an agent and declare themselves for the draft coming out of high school and they think they're good enough and they're not. Yeah. And now you're ineligible to even go to college. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you didn't get picked and then somebody gives you a hot 50 grand to go play in the, you know, the development league, you know. Right. And you play in the development for a year and you fizzle out because you're 17 years old and you're just not ready. Yeah. And now your whole future is flushed down the toilet because they're dangling millions of dollars in front of you. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah. it's going to – I guess my point is, disagree with me or don't, I think it will affect more people negatively than positively. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. When you look at it from that perspective that you just laid out, it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I think that's going to be exactly the case. Because not everybody's gonna, LeBron. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, not everybody's Garnett or some of these other guys that, that did it and caught on. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like there's going to be so many kids that are going to try to do this now because they think they're going to make a million bucks right away, and it's like – they're going to end up ineligible. I think that's where they got to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. I think it's got to be you can declare yourself for the draft, but you can't if, – if you don't sign with an agent, you don't lose your eligibility for college. And then that way, if you don't get drafted, you can still take a scholarship and go to college. Better. So, something. It's better. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's going to be a big, big problem, man. Yeah. You know? What do you think about LeBron coming here? Weird, man. I think it, <laughs> I did not see that coming. I did not see him coming to L.A. I'm glad he's out of the East, but yeah. I did not see him coming to L.A. Why? I don't understand the move. Especially with this team that they got around him this year. I don't understand the move. I really just don't. I mean, if it you're him, makes, why? It only makes sense to me uh, when I think about this being the tail end of his career, although he's still playing <laughs> – unbelievable basketball but if this is his last contract of his career he has a couple houses out here his kid wants to go to school out here he wants to solidify his hollywood ties so that as soon as the career is over he can shift easier to that when i think about that kind of stuff 
the move yeah. makes sense to me. But when I think about basketball stuff, it no, doesn't really it make doesn't sense make sense to me. at yeah. all. I, I'm having trouble swallowing even the the being in L.A. for the entertainment business and all that kind. Of, like I think our mindset is still stuck in the '80s and '90s with that. Like, well, he's got to get out here and get yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a digital world. Yeah, though. the world's so small <laughs> now, and he's LeBron fucking James. Right. I mean, he can do that from Cleveland if he wants. Right. I don't, you know what I mean? You're now, right about that. I don't understand. Like we were, I was talking with Garrett a little bit about that, and it was like, you know, KD wants to be near Silicon Valley, and I'm like, okay, so now you're here. That was one of his reasons for leaving Oklahoma City. How many times you've been to the Valley, Kev? Yeah, nunced. Yeah, you've been yeah, on the yeah, phone yeah, yeah, and yeah. on the computer. <laughs> I mean, it's like I yeah. don't get that concept. That's you know? true. More now than ever, it's not like it was 20 years yeah. ago. Or whatever. More now than ever, especially for a brand like LeBron James that everybody would want to work with. Right. I mean, you can Skype. You can yeah. FaceTime. You can get it. You, yeah. you, don't, you don't have to be here. I remember first coming out here to L.A. in like maybe 2000. Not, I didn't move here then, but I visited. And it was a really big deal that like if you were going to try to br- make it in the entertainment industry, yeah. you had to have an L.A. address and you had to have an L.A. Uh, area code on your phone number. Weird. Or they would not even they would not even talk to you. No one would call you. It was a big deal. But it's like that's all changed. That's big time change. That's right? all changed. That's all changed. Big time. Yeah. And it, like to draw a baseball parallel, I don't like if you were a big baseball star and you're at the end of your career. Now you're going to start fading. You don't go to the Yankees to fade. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> why yeah. is he coming to L.A. to fade? Right. You're never going to be the greatest Laker, which I'm sure doesn't matter to him. I'm, I personally think it matters to him that people don't think he's better than Jordan. I think it matters to him. Probably. But you're coming out here. You're not going to win any titles out here in the West now. No It'd be tough way. with these Warriors. Yeah. And Houston right now. And Houston. Right? And they're talking about adding Mello to Houston. I know. Could be a cancer. That's a whole other yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, what do you, I don't get it, man. I, I don't know. get it. Uh, what time? What kind of team would you have to build around LeBron for them to even have a chance in the West? I think they're. You got to get next year. You yeah. got to get whoever. Kawhi. You got to get Kawhi. You're trying to get Kawhi this year, I think. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Is it, what you mean? Now he's in Toronto, right? I know. Now yeah. he's in Toronto. So what are they going to have to give up to Toronto to get him? And then even if they do, is LeBron and Kawhi and Lonzo shitty ball good enough to? I mean, I he's terrible. Is there? You know, you know what one part of this I can't picture happening? It's a, it's a to, it's an off-court thing. You know, Lonzo Ball, LeVar Ball is so insane. Yeah. And the tweets and the statements and the appearances and all the constant chaos that he right. is always yeah. creating. So Lonzo's still going to be on this team. LeVar's going to be LeVar. And LeBron James is just going to be on that team? I don't think so. Putting up with this? I don't think so. They've already gotten either. into it. I mean, they already got into it. Like last year, uh, LeVar Ball said some crazy shit about LeBron. And LeBron was just like, I don't even need to respond to that. You know, like, so they already don't like each other. I thought for sure Lonzo was getting traded. I honestly. Me too. And maybe he still will. Who knows? I honestly thought when he announced he was coming to L.A., I was like, oh, this is just to show he's the fucking man. And Lonzo's gone. He's going (laughs) to show daddy what's up. You yeah. know, I thought he was going to show LeVar who's the man. Oh, I thought I thought Lonzo was gone immediately. I thought so, too. I'm you know shocked I mean? that he's still there as we sit here I don't know, maybe July. See, but then again, it's like LeBron's always a step ahead of everybody. You know, he's always been a real smart business and moves and things like that. Maybe his thing is I'm going to turn him against his dad. 
but, you know what I mean? I'm going to be his daddy. Yeah. By the time <laughs> I'm done here, this is going to be my boy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. That could be LeBron. He could do some shit like that. He's going to have to. Yeah. Otherwise, he's going to have to put up with this every day, these oh. questions. I, well, LeVar said this yesterday. LeVar said that. Yeah. LeVar tweeted that Lonzo's better and he should be starting and yeah. LeBron should be. I mean, you know what I mean? All this kind yeah. of stuff. They already have more than pointed the finger at him for leaking that story about Lonzo's knee. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Nope. When LeBron first got here and they were starting to make deals and trades to bring people around and stuff, um, it was leaked that Lonzo's knee injury was actually more of a surgery, a surgical procedure, and he still wasn't ready to play, and he had to rehab it a little bit more. Uh-huh. And the team was like, we did not leak that. Like, Palinka and those guys were like, that didn't come from us. Why would we leak that if we're trying to move the guy? And everybody tied it back to the ball camp that he, the old man let leak that so that they wouldn't be able to trade him so he'd have to stay in L.A. <laughs> There's got to be a point where these teams go, we just don't want to deal with I, this anymore. For a guy that's not that good. Exactly. He's not that good. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, if it's somebody like LeBron, I can see it. But you, then this people guy, be more willing to put up with it. Yeah, I don't need this. Like, I get it that they needed to draft him because the brand was bad. They weren't winning. He's a hometown kid. And then the circus of the, the balls was, okay, this is selling tickets and driving media. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Now you got LeBron. We don't need this headache. Exactly. I you can't know? see him staying there. I can't either. Yeah, I can't picture it. I can't either. They're playing man. together all year this year, and LeVar's saying crazy stuff, and he, LeBron – and LeBron and Magic and Luke Walton, they're just all tolerating it. Yeah. Or having to answer, get these questions at every press conference. What's the craziest shit that LeVar is going to say this year at LeBron in right. the press? What is it going to be? Yeah, the way that LeVar is, he won't think, oh, man, LeBron's, LeBron's coming. I better chill out so no. I don't mess things up oh, for my no. son. He'd be thinking, LeBron's coming. I can make a lot more money now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> I'm exactly going to sell more thinking. t-shirts. Yep. Big baller brand. I'm going to get worse. Yeah. I'm going to act up even more. Yeah. And there is no space in the room for your brand right now when I'm LeBron James and I got Nike deals and all this. There's yeah. no room for – don't come in here with that big baller brand shoe. <laughs> you know what I mean? He might make Lonzo change his shoes before the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I just – I think he's going to say some crazy shit at – at LeBron, when it doesn't go well early with the young kids, uh-huh. like because who cares? Because they'll make the playoffs anyway. Yeah. He's gonna have some shit to say about how he's playing or how Lonzo should have the ball more. He's gonna say some crazy shit. Absolutely. He's gonna say some crazy shit. He'll say Lonzo's better than LeBron ever he will. was. He He'll will. say stuff like that. He will. Yeah. If, like when he was talking about, I would have whooped Jordan when back in the day. When <laughs> I, well, this guy played at Washington State and averaged like four points a game off the bench and never even <laughs> st- like. Come on, man. He. You know what? He is. Uh, I find him annoying. I wish he'd go away. But it's brilliant the way he manipulates the sports media. Uh, you know, I'm listening to sports radio shows a few months ago, and it's like, we're talking about basketball games in Lithuania yeah. for hours right. on ESPN right. radio right. because of this guy. Because of this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because of this guy. And the thing is, like, with me, is like, he's Donald Trump. Exactly. He's Donald Trump. He's Donald Trump for sports. Yes. Just trolling. Like, why do we give this guy, like, I hate the media. Just constant trolling. I hate the media. Because they need content 24-7, and those guys provide it. I, I, yep. I mean, you're right, and I hate him. I'm like, why don't, why don't you just laugh at the man and move on? Right. 
You know what right. I mean? I just but they oh. got to fill a three-hour radio show. Yeah, you know I mean they got to fill time on these shows. I know they got to fill time on these shows, and he realizes that, and he gives them. And I'm not justifying. I agree with you entirely, but I think that's their motivation. It's like whatever show it is, it's ESPN first right. take. It's like they got to be on for two hours this morning. And what are they going to talk they about? They got to talk about some dumb shit from Lithuania. That's right. You know he gives I mean? them stuff to talk about. Yeah, this kid the other night, why do I even know this? Because they're smacking me over the head with it. Scored like 58 points in some D-League game. Not even the D-League. Some other league he's playing in or something. And everybody's like, yeah, he took like 86 shots. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> like, why do we care? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, I don't know, man. I just don't. I hate it. I hate that it's covered that way because yeah. I feel like there's so many other things we could be talking about. Yeah. But I hope he says some crazy shit at LeBron because I want to see him do something. I know. I secretly hope LeBron is going to take Lonzo away from him. <laughs> That's my hope. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. You'll see him up in press conferences, yeah, and they'll be on. arm in arm. And just, yeah, and he'll be like, I haven't talked to my dad in yeah. months. I want to see Lonzo feuding with LeBar publicly. Yeah. That's what <laughs> yeah, I want to yeah, see. Yeah. And LeBron just laughing. <laughs> that's what I want to see. Yeah. I hope that's his plan. <laughs> I hope that's his plan. Well, with LeBron out of the East now in the NBA, disagree with me or don't, the Detroit Pistons will make the playoffs in the East. No, they'll year. make the playoffs this you year. You think they'll make it this year? Yeah. I do too. I Even think if it's the eight or seven spot. Yeah. yeah I think seven make. or eight. New you know? coach. Start the season with Blake. Yeah, I mean, well, if he can stay, what's the over-under on yeah, him know, and Reggie stays, Jackson staying healthy? Uh, yeah, if they stay healthy, that's the thing. I mean, these guys. This guy won Coach of the Year. They fired him from the Raptors. What's his I, name? The guy is yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. What's yeah. up with that? <laughs> I know. I mean, <laughs> Raptors did get swept. They but did. still, they had, a very, they had a very, very strong season. Yeah, I, they did. And here's what I don't understand about the Raptors, okay? Um, you, they they had the LeBron thing like they could oh they would dominate everybody he come in and sweep them every year they yep. just couldn't answer him and it was mental and so I get it you needed a shakeup but then you said to us our shakeup is leadership we're, we're blowing out the coach of the year we're gonna bring in somebody else to get a fresh take on this thing and then two months later you're trading away your major star for Kawhi but now you're making moves with players too. I'm like, so what are you saying here? What you know what I mean? Like, yeah, which yeah, direction yeah. are you going? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. new coach. Yeah, yeah. And Kawhi is only there for the year, so he ain't signing back neither. No, no, no. You way. know what I mean? There's no, no way. There's no. They uh, gotta move. Ha- him. Have you been to Little Caesars Arena yet? The new arena. In I have not been inside. I've not been inside. Yeah, me either. I have not. Me either. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm in, I'm curious about. I want to go. I want to go. I want to go too. I'd like to go to a Pistons game for sure. Me too. You know what I mean? I'd like to see a Red Wings game for sure, but yeah. I definitely want to catch a Pistons game because I was shocked they were having trouble selling tickets. I couldn't believe it. No, for years I was saying if they move the team back in the city, man, people will come to the games. Man, it's a basketball crowd in the city. Auburn Hills isn't. You know what I mean? I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. You now know? somebody told me that they were protesting. The fans were protesting that there were fans who were mad that the team moved back downtown. They didn't want to come see the games downtown. And I had never heard that, but no. one person told me that. That's weird, man. I'd say they're off the wall on that. Yeah, that's probably wrong, right? Way wrong. I mean, being in the city and ingrained in the inner city and working there with all those guys and stuff, man, nobody, everybody was always like, when is this team coming back to the city? I know. That's, the what suburbs? I, that's what everybody was always saying. Yes. That's what everyone, they were saying, yeah. I'm sick of driving out to Auburn Hills. Yeah. It's in the middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere it's crazy that, that, that the team's way out there. Let's get this team back in the yeah. city. They were saying that for 20 yeah, years. They wanted them back hard. I just think the product wasn't good, so they weren't going. Man, that shocked me because yeah. I would have thought that the team coming back downtown 
uh, in this brand new arena in this downtown core that's completely yeah. rebuilt. And then they got Blake, so they got a big star that came too. Yep. And yep. even after that, you know, I'm watching these games on TV and there's a bunch of empty seats. Empty seats everywhere. Couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it either. Yeah. I was like, Are they, man, they got to have like $10 tickets or something, man. Why aren't people going? Why I don't people I go? I don't know, I, yeah, man. Me either. I don't I can't know. That. I got to get dialed back into the Detroit scene, try to figure that out because yeah. I don't know what's up with that. Maybe somebody will tweet us or something. Let us know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tweet the <laughs> show, happened? man. Let us know what's yeah. going on. I don't know what the deal was with that, man. But I, I remember when they were building the arena because I was working over Engine 1 there, and they were burning that whole area out. Yeah. I mean, everything was burned. They were burning everything that. down over there, man. It was it was great. And then we knew it. Like, we knew it. They had Just a big, mysterious fires, huh? They had a big thing in the paper that we had up on the fridge at the firehouse that showed where they wanted to put the new arena. Yeah. in the free press and it was actually behind engine one heading back the other way okay and we were like no way dude this is a distraction there we were like no way because across the freeway over there heading toward motor city casino they're burning it out man wow. four flats burning parking garages burning we're like this is where it's going that's where it went <laughs> oh man that's crazy oh yeah we could the writing was on the wall man you know? that's crazy it's crazy now to drive back there and because it used to it was nothing but like abandoned hood rat liquor stores yeah. and just burned out tumbleweed fields yeah and now it's like a giant arena man yeah it's i know weird i used to live yeah i lived for a short period of time right across the street from there oh, a, our friend the our, our a mutual friend of ours i think billy z yeah uh you know had a had a place there they built they built these condos there and i stayed with him for a while was his roommate and he uh there was when pete when we say like you said tumbleweed like when we're saying tumbleweeds people say because i'll say to people you don't understand there yeah. were tumbleweeds going Actual. down Woodward Avenue. Yes. The, the main street in the downtown yes. core of Detroit. There were tumbleweeds. And people think I'm, I'm you know, yeah. saying that as a metaphor. No. No, man. I would look out our front window and there were literally tumbleweeds yeah. going down that street. Yeah. I saw actual yes. tumbleweeds. Why do you think they're coming? They were coming there to film futuristic apocalyptic movies like <laughs> yeah, Transformers that, 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 and shit. You yeah. know, it looks like robots had already destroyed the city. We right. don't need to do shit. Yeah, they didn't have to pay for anything. Um, I remember when the Super Bowl came in 06, all the rundown buildings down there around Engine One and down by Ford Field and all that. Um, they put fake building fronts up. Yeah, I heard that. Fake building fronts that are still there. Some of them are still there. Oh, really? They would like real iron work the front and do like real stone work and stuff. So it would look like the actual front of a real skyscraper or a big, you know, apartment complex yeah. or something. And if you walked around the corner, it's nothing behind it but old busted out bricks and hobos wow. up there. Oh, yeah. They did tear a lot down, too, when the they Super did. Bowl was coming in. Yeah, they tore some of it down. I yeah. wonder why they didn't tear all of those down. Money, yeah, money, right? Money, man. Easier to put that front up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's nice, though, now. I mean, they're, they're redoing a lot of it. I mean, it's nice, you know? I th it's definitely coming back, like Little Illichley and Midtown and all those I'm places. going this weekend. Yeah. I can't wait because I go about once a year, sometimes twice a year. But every time I go back to Detroit, I go downtown, and it's I, I can't believe it. Yeah. From the last time to, this, to the next time, more things. I, I mean, noticeably, you'll see more bars, more restaurants, more businesses. Yeah. That downtown core is just unbelievable. Night now. and day. Yeah, it's yeah, completely yeah. night and day, man. Yeah. You know. So, so I don't know. So we'll say what you think they'll they'll make seventh or eighth seed. Yeah, they'll make the playoffs. Yeah, seven, eight. I think they'll make it. If, uh, let's go. Let's do a let's do a over and under. How many games does Blake Griffin miss due to injury? Let me put the over under at. I'm going to put it at 20. 
Yeah, 26, I was going to say. You're gonna say. You're going over 20. <laughs> yeah. I'm going over yeah. 20. I, I mean, listen, yeah. I was watching this guy every year on these Clippers yeah. miss half the season. Oh, man, he'll be hurt. He'll punch, For sure. punch a bellhop or something. He'll be out. For sure. You know what I mean? Damn yep. it. Yep. Also, I mean, our, our whole offense, other than him, revolves around Drummond, whom I love. I love Drummond. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. He's, a good he's a dinosaur in the game right yeah. now, man. Nobody plays that style anymore. It's changed. It's changed, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I could make an argument for it coming back around because that's the only way you're going to beat a team like the Warriors. You can't get in a three-point shooting contest with them. They're going to crush you. Absolutely. you got to hold the ball, bang it inside, milk that shot clock the whole time. You know, yep. that's why I think some people say that that 04 Pistons team, 05 Pistons team, could have played with them because they slowed it down, worked the shot clock, and scored. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I would have liked to have seen that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But anyway, I mean, it's going to come back around, I think. Yeah, but they'll be fun. It'll come back around. It's got to. But they'll be fun to watch this te- this year. The Pistons will be. I mean, they'll, Blake's yeah. there, new coach, new arena. Yeah. It'll be fun to watch. I think they'll be a lot like the Tigers. They'll dazzle us early, and we'll be like, holy shit, these guys are pretty good. And then they'll and fade. They go, and then they'll fade. <laughs> and then they'll fade, man. All right, man. Well, listen, I know you got to uh, get to doing your thing here at Second City. So, oh, you know what? I forgot. I got you. That's your. Yeah. There we go. I'll give a co- every, give one to everybody that does the show, right? So we put them in our pockets. And then when Pistons we go, caddy. We'll go over to Bordner's, awesome. man. Thanks, Bring it with man. you. Put Thank a can you. in it. Thank you very much, Matt. <laughs> Thanks for doing the show, Thanks man. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, well, we'll see you next time. All right. All right, brother. We'll see you. <laughs>